Hello, hello. Welcome to the Dissect Podcast. I am your host, Newton Dongkola. I am excited you could join us on episode of yet another exciting, educative, and informative episode of the Dissect Podcast. And to do this podcast is with me a familiar guest on this platform mr lovanda hamwendo clinical psychiatrist as well as mental health advocate to do and discuss the topic of depression lovanda welcome to the episode thank you thank you for having me i am happy and glad we could have you this time around um perhaps as we get into the episode today how are you how are you doing and how's everything been since the last time we had you um i'm okay very fine uh i don't know about you good good yeah we are we're pushing we're we're, we're good <laughs> that's good awesome so as Ellie alluded to today's topic is depression we'll be discussing depression what it is how somebody can get it and how to know when somebody has it and even a little bit more about what we can do when dealing with somebody with depression or when we are depressed ourselves so to begin this episode a quick um, introduction or explanation as to what depression actually is what is depression in layman's language okay uh, in in, uh, in layman's language depression is basically pathological feelings of sadness that last for a period of 14 days or more so uh, so it, it for it to be classified as depression it needs to be there for uh, 14 days and this, the feelings of sadness should be pathological in that they cause a disruption in your social and economic life. So I'm feeling basically feeling sad for more than two weeks. Is this a continuous or it can come in these two weeks that it have to be continuous or it can come and go in this period of time? So for, de- for depression, the, the feelings need to be there for two weeks continuously. Then you can okay. classify the depression. If they're not there for two weeks continuously, then it could be something, could be something, something else. And yeah, it, it, it's most likely not depression, or it could be just depressive episodes, but not the diagnosis as depression. Okay, so um, something happens, then I start to feel sad for. To for a period of more than two weeks, then I'm most likely depressed. There, is there always something that happens before you start feeling sad, or this can just come from nowhere? Okay, so uh, mostly with uh, with mental illnesses, we like we we talked about last time. We have what we call the precipitating factors. Right. Uh, then we call the predisposing factors and the perpetuating factors. So the precipitating factors are events logical events that lead to a mental illness then the precipitating uh, the predisposing factors are things that make you susceptible to a mental illness and the perpetuating factors are things that make it hard for you to actually be treated completely or successfully of any mental illness that you have so mostly for these mental illnesses depression and these other mental illnesses that we we, we have you you most of the times have a precipitating factor so there's an event that will 
actually lead to a mental illness. But sometimes the precipitating factor, again, does not need to be in the environment. So it doesn't need to be the death of a loved one. It doesn't need to, to be probably you being fired from your job or you getting divorced or you going through a breakup. It, it can be something that is... Uh, it can be physiological, so it can be an illness, for example. It could just be something internal. Some, sometimes people do not have any uh, environmental precipitating factors, so they'll just be depressed because they have genetic, uh, they have uh, they are genetically predisposed to depression. They have uh, a parent, they have a twin, they have an uncle or, or someone else who has depression, and because of that, they find you find that. Uh, Sometimes they might uh, they might go through something that is not so uh, not so bad. I, 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 by that I mean it, it could be something very mundane for you and me. Something that yeah. would easily go through, but you find that that will act as a precipitating factor. But so ninety percent you would have precipitating factors: death of a beloved one, loss of a job, and then so on. But there's also maybe ten percent why you do not have, and these feelings just come and they cause a disruption in your socioeconomic life. Well, I, I, I think that, that there is super important for us to um, take note because a lot of us tend to um, link the way somebody's feeling to a particular event and we tend to think, you know, if it's a breakup and then someone gets depressed and you're like, well, you were not together for so long, you were only together for three months, how would you be yeah. depressed? But then it's also important to know that aside an environmental trigger or a, pre- a precipitating factor, we could have, you know, some certain components that are actually internal, like illnesses and even just genetic predisposition, as you just mentioned. So, um, yes. Curious through, you know, it's it's not. I've, I've heard it a, a lot, especially on social media these days. Um, people will say it could never be me. All right, it's uh, yeah. I'll never be depressed, or I'll, I'll I'll never have a mental illness. That that's for the weak, or that's for a certain such and such um, group and type of people. So I just wanted to know what are the risk factors? What makes me more susceptible to having depression and you less susceptible to having depression or vice versa? Okay. Uh, there are obviously biological biologi- biological factors uh, right. because obviously we, we know for a fact that um, that people who have mental illnesses and these mental illnesses really run in families. But there are also some, uh, uh, because there's there's a theory that uh, uh, depression is as a result of uh, uh, a, a reduction in, uh, in in dopamine in the brain, a reduction in serotonin in the brain. And actually that phenomenon is the one that is used to uh, to actually manufacture to 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 come up with with antidepressants because what basically antidepressants do is that they help with uh, uh, the increase in serotonin in the brain. So, uh, but but the major factor is is basically genetic genetic predisposition. Then you have all of those biomedical or biochemical hypotheses. Uh, so you know that probably if you have an injury to the brain, for example. Even if you 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 come from a healthy family that does not have anyone who has a mental illness, but if you have an injury to the brain, you 
can develop things such as epilepsy, you can develop schizophrenia, you can develop a, a bipolar mood disorder, you can develop depression, depression as well. Then you 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 have uh, also uh, drugs. Drugs really really cause. Um, uh, might lead to depression or mood disorders as well then uh, you 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 also just have things that happen in our environment so you might not be genetically predisposed but we know that we have different thresholds for 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 emotional pain so it it, it can be anyone that's why we, we need to talk about this thing so uh this series when we say the running families it's not like 100 percent you can only have a mental illness if you have someone who has a mental illness in your family so you have all of these things that uh, uh that can can predispose you and then probably maybe you have someone there is a gene in your family for a mental illness but maybe the environmental factors then were was suitable for them so they they did not produce. They did not uh, precipitate any mental illness. But we are raised in different uh, environments, so probably you are raised in a tougher environment, which can lead or which can have a precipitant to a mental illness in you. So it could be anyone who might have a mental illness. So it's uh, it, it's not something that we should say, okay, simply because I don't have anyone who has uh, depression in my family, I don't have anyone who has. Uh, uh, schizophrenia in my family then i cannot have a mental illness so it can be anyone i'm sure you you know for a fact that uh, uh there are some families where you do not have people who are hypertensive who do not have uh, uh, diabetes then you find one develops diabetes or hypertension at the end of the day and that mm-hmm. theory you uh comes into play when you're talking about mental health mental illnesses so it, it can it can be anyone well I- Another very important thing to really um, take into consideration because a lot of us really look at people that have struggled with mental health as, you know, they have something wrong with them. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and I think that's why that's the, the stigma that comes around it. And that's why a lot of people don't want to talk about it because, you know, you, you're looked at as, you know, you there's something wrong with you. Okay, but then it's important for us, like you just mentioned and really um, clarified, that given the situations around yes. you, it's yes. there, there is a probability, a possibility that any one of us can actually have mental health. We could be in the same families, but like you nicely uh, put it, in different phases of our lives, different situations surround us. So maybe when you were growing up, because you're my older brother, when you were growing up, situations were not the same as they are now as i'm growing up which could have favored you not going into it but me then going into it i think understanding that is really important because we it changes the way i look at somebody that um you know um has gone through mental health and i've even heard people that say in families like none of us has ever have it had it before so he or she's probably faking it okay because you nobody in the family tree has probably ever talked about it or has been diagnosed with it so when someone comes up with it we're, look, we're looking at we're looking at them like they're probably just faking it but i think what you just said could never could couldn't be said any better really that different phases in our lives in our family in the in the, in the family you know timeline different circumstances surround those things okay and so that's 
why certain people might and might not others might not have it thank you thank you very much for clarifying that really so um when someone is getting when we know what depression is and we know that certain things make us more susceptible to having it so moving on what then are the things that I'm looking out for in someone. I think a common trend, as we've noticed, and it's undeniable on social media is whenever somebody takes their life, usually after long periods of depression or any other mental illness, we usually say, wow, I did not know. Okay. Yes. Um, when was that happening? Okay. Most When most people come, I've had that experience personally, when you come out about, about a certain situation, most people are like, you know, when did this happen? Because a lot of us don't really um know what to look for in others that would suggest that you know this and such a friend of mine or this brother or this churchmate or this workmate might be going through something so what are those what are those indicators in in lifestyle or, or whatever other sphere of life what are those things that would suggest to me that this person this brother or this sister is probably depressed Uh, by that I mean I'm sure you mean the signs and the symptoms that can point to one person being depressed isn't it exactly what what, what okay. those signs are yeah okay so, so 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 basically let me let me let me put it like this when you talk depression is a is a mood disorder so okay. it, it it then mood mood has uh, has two two variables is what you call affect affect is is a short-lived emotional response to an idea or, or an event so if if i was to tell you something like uh you've won a million dollars so how you're going to respond that emotionally uh for like that short period of time is called is called affect then mood mood is sustained and uh pervasive emotion um, a, a sustained and uh, pervasive emotional response which colors the whole psychic life so uh, mood is, uh, is is something that has been there for a long period of time. That's why when when I'm talking about this, we say these are mood disorders because 14 days is a lot of is a lot of time, really. And uh, and and, and I like telling people this to say the the, the difference between mood and, and affect is uh, that in in geography we try to think of affect as being 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 weather for example weather encompass, encompasses a small uh, a small place for a short period of time then climate is like mood so it encompasses a large place for a long period of time so it makes sense why you can't go to the hospital today and say i have been sad since morning up until now and uh psych uh the probably the physician who attend to you and say you have depressant and those station and the depressants so these these feelings need to be there for a long period of time so they're they're classified now there's what you look at the the psychomotor activity you look at the speech of an individual you look at uh, the goal directed activity you look at uh, things such as uh, uh, emotional symptoms uh, or or depressive uh, 
uh, ideation by that we mean cognition because uh, sometimes it could be in the way that a person uh, the things that a person believes in uh, and, uh, and and those these are things I, I like uh, summarizing this in in, in in an acronym so the first thing that you look forward to is a sleep so mostly uh, sleep is an indicator because you know that a person, a normal person, an adult should be able to sleep for six to eight hours. So anything more or less than that can tell you that a person has a problem. It could be depression. And the reason why I'm putting this loosely is because there's what you call typical depression. So typical depression will have the exact signs of, of depression. So with typical depression, mostly you expect a person to sleep a lot okay but there is what you call a typical depression a person will be sleeping very little then again you go to the appetite in typical depression a person will be eating less they'll have anorexia so they'll have a loss of appetite and hence they'll lose weight but in a typical depression again they'll be eating a lot and hence they'll gain a lot of weight then you want to look at things remember i talked about psychomotor activity you want to look at things such as their energy levels do they look overactive or they look as if there is they 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 have retarded activity so mostly a person who is depressed will have retarded activity you can see it from the way that they walk you can see it from the way that they uh they they do chores that they normally do you see that there will be a reduction that might be an indicator that someone has has a problem then there's what you call you also look forward to the interest so you the term there is anhedonia because uh, anhedonia is a very uh, big component of depression anhedonia is simply loss of interest in things that they previously found pleasure in so if i enjoyed for example playing soccer if i enjoyed uh, watching tv if i enjoyed going out with friends then i seemingly for no apparent reason just lose interest in these things and you can tell that the person has lost interest it can make it can point you because normally a person who's depressed will lose interesting things i remember we talked about dopamine because dopamine is what makes you feel good when you do something new when you do a hobby so the dopamine is not there to make them feel good so uh, they'll have this boredom and they'll lose interest then the other thing is that they'll have feelings of guilt so they'll be looking at past failures uh if it's a person who for example has lost a beloved one they'll be they'll be they'll, they'll, they'll be blaming themselves even rationally to say they caused the death of uh, a person they should have done this they should have done that and they, they they seem to be fixated on the past and they're guilty about the past then when they're looking at the past they have this guilt but when they look at the future they have this feelings of hopelessness and helplessness so these are people who see the future to be very bleak and it explains why someone who's depressed might end up committing suicide because when they look at the future there's no hope in the future so why live for tomorrow so they'll have feelings of, yeah yeah they'll have feelings of hopelessness and helplessness then you have concentration concentration levels will be very poor as well these are people who zone out most of the times when you're talking to them they cannot concentrate and they'll most most of the times make mistakes because their concentration goes down then you also want to to look at uh, things such as uh, suicidal ideas 
So mostly people who are depressed will have suicidal ideas. So they'll talk about, they'll be fixated about death. They'll talk about death most of the time. So those are some of the things that you can look forward to. And and, and maybe a lack of motivation as well. So they'll, they'll lack motivation to, to do things. This is despite them being given incentives. So a person is being paid up maybe 20,000 kwacha in a month. And that's a lot of money really. Uh, but he seems not to have the motivation to to do the task. He he seems not to be concentrating at work and and, and, and all of that. So those are just some of the pointers that might tell us to say someone might be struggling with depression. Interesting. So well, like you've just mentioned, I think you know it's. I really consider it very important for us to understand these things because if I don't know these things. Yes. then I cannot tell when I don't go we use, you know we only you know how we only see what we're looking for I've yeah, noticed yeah. one thing is you know if you buy a certain type of shoe all of a sudden you begin to see everybody else wearing that type of shoe That's something that true. you never yeah something that you never used to see before but now that you are you you know because it's like your eyes go looking for it so you see it everywhere and i think it's very important when we understand these um symptoms these signs that when we can then begin to go out looking for them in people that we know are susceptible to having them for instance it's important for a teacher to know that concentration levels vary in a depressed student because if one of the children has lost their parents that's something you expect a child to go through they might be depressed so their concentration levels are not because of anything else but could actually be because they are sick with depression so i think it's very important for us to understand these things even as friends you want to look at your friend who previously used to do very well in school and all of a sudden cannot even concentrate on studying or you know their grades are going down they're not motivated anymore to to work as hard as they used to work you know all these things are important for us to take note of because then we know when um we need to ask for help and what's actually going on with um with our people so well um after understanding this i'll then want to know um how can i protect myself from going through depression after i've um, analyzed and said okay well maybe i have one or two point of family that have been depressed and where this is actually concerned i think it's actually important for us to know because most of us would say well there's nobody in the family i think a lot of people are depressed but are never clinically diagnosed so we never really know and some are but they don't talk about it so we don't really know in the family who has and who has not had it but anyway when i've analyzed myself and said well i don't have depression or i mean i don't have anyone in the family that's had depression um i haven't gone through any of these things growing up so maybe and i've I've gauged my level of susceptibility say i know that i have a certain percentage of susceptibility as well of getting depressed what do i do to prevent myself from having an actual falling into an actual episode of depression okay um before we 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 go to that really um but i i I liked what you said about um us looking for things really and if you cannot looking for something you can't see it i i remember my my lecturer used to tell me that uh, whatever the 
the mind does not know the eyes won't see so mm-hmm. anything that you don't you don't know probably i've seen a lot of colors in my life i've seen a lot of things in my life but were not registered in my brain so they went off as being invisible to my eyes and uh, you also mentioned about children i i think we need to grow from the understanding that only adults can be depressed uh, i've seen this in most communities especially in the zambian community for example you find that uh, if uh, there is a loss of a parent um the the, the relatives uh, for example and friends will concentrate on uh, uh consoling the, the 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 spouse who lost the spouse mm-hmm. but because they'll be like no they can be depressed and all of that but children can also be depressed because those uh, factors that we looked at are not only uh, exclusive to adults they can also be found in children so i think it, it's important that we understand that sometimes when a child is not performing to the best of their abilities one of the reasons not that it's the only reason but one of the reasons could be that they are depressed and we need to find um uh, ways to to help them uh what can you do to to help yourself well generally you have th- some things that you cannot you cannot you cannot change really uh, because um there, there, there are sex differences for example we know that women are more susceptible to depression than men and uh, men commit more suicide than women but again uh, per suicide levels are higher in females than men so that those um uh, those things that you can't really really change and you can't change your biological makeup you can't change uh, the biochemical uh, makeup of your brain really so uh, those things really you 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 can hardly do uh, anything about them but um right. there's things that we can that we can do uh we, we, we for example have noticed now we've, we've known we were coming to the understanding that uh, parenting styles really affect children so um there, there are some parenting styles for example that uh some parents who are more than likely to raise children who are depressed and others because of how they they they, they handle their children we, we know that for a fact we 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 have about four uh, parenting uh, parenting skills or parenting styles we have the authoritative we have the authoritarian or the disciplinarian we have the permissive uh or the indulgent parent and we have the neglectful uh, parent so uh, according to 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 studies we're learning that for example authoritative parents parents who are warm and responsive parents who have clear rules uh, parents who have uh, high expectations and parents who are very supportive to their children parents who value independence in their children can raise children who are more like who are not likely to have depression or any other uh, mental illness so we we know that it's such kind of
Yeah, so we're talking about how parenting styles can affect uh, people's mental health. So uh, they do. And uh, we also talked about food. We mentioned that, uh, for example, uh, I don't know what's what. Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So food can really, can really affect your, you're no longer a vegetarian. Not at all. I, I, I let go of the vegetarian diet I think a good four years ago now. Yeah. That's interesting. So uh food can really can really affect your mood. I'm sure you you're really, really you get really happy when you eat chicken and someone has prepared it in a very good way. <laughs> that, that, that that's the basic really, but uh Again, nutrients really affect your your brain. I we we did this. We I don't know if we, we mentioned this last last time, but how uh, zinc can lack of zinc zinc deficiency yes, can mention, exactly. Um, so that's that's a something that can that can help you. And we 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 sometimes we you just hope someone to eat to do to eat healthy food. Especially those who have the premenstrual dysphoric syndrome, because it mimics depression, and uh, then it, it will help them. Then uh, it's also helpful that we we should exercise because exercise produces a lot of dopamine and uh, serotonin and endorphin, the feel good, the feel good hormone. So that that can can help us. Then it's important to take a break as well. You you can't be working like 365 days in a in a year you should take breaks uh, because you just need time to to refresh and to to relax that really can can help you then you you should be realistic with life anyway you should, we should learn to be realistic with our lives you cannot be getting paid for example uh, a ten thousand then you're renting a house worth twelve thousand then uh, you're not being realistic with yourself. Then you are putting your life, your your, your yourself in the li- in the in the line of of, of of things such as depression. Now, apart from being unnecessary re- pressure, yeah, unnecessary pressure. Then we should also just get organized with our lives because mostly uh, being disorganized is what leads to most of the program uh, the problems that we we have. If you are disorganized, you're more than likely not to keep to get that uh, to keep your job because. You get in trouble with your boss most of the times. You'll be late for work. You'll be failing to to meet your deadlines and all of that. So getting getting uh, getting organized in our lives can can really help us. Then find something to believe in. I think it's it, it's very important. We need to talk about this this very much because uh, something that is very therapeutic for a person on suicide is them looking up to something. So if you look up to something uh, or look forward to something it might really really help you so a student who's who's failed his exam uh, might commit suicide because they do not think that they will they not look forward to their graduation because they think there's no graduation but one who's who has very good grade will not commit suicide because they'll be looking forward to their graduation day and it's the same thing with things such as spirituality because with spirituality you're looking forward to the next big thing and you uh you know that your life is not in your hands you know that uh, your life is, is probably in, in in the hands of a higher power and that will help you even in general medicine studies have been shown uh studies have shown that uh people who have uh people who have uh, a belief in something 
uh, and that belief is strong have actually better prognosis when they have uh, illnesses of different kinds. Uh, cancers, HIV and AIDS and, and different illnesses and the same can be said about mental illnesses. So spirituality is something that can really really help improve your mental health and uh, and, and protect you for, from things such as depression. Is it, is it okay then to, to tell somebody who is going through something like depression to pray, to, to go to church, to work on their relationship? with God is, is, is that or is, is that fine um, with with mental illnesses we we handle the person holistically so um, one, one one thing might not work unfortunately so these are protective factors but we not say we should neglect these other things no if a person is depressed obviously they need to they need to to see a therapist need medication because our prayers only are not going to remedy the condition so uh it it it, it that the, these things that we've mentioned are helpful but uh they do not go alone so um last time we mentioned that for example if you you have you 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 you, you owing some someone some money uh you and you're depressed you have you're having suicidal ideas what will help you are not antidepressants you need to find money so as you can pay off that debt that you that you have so right, you, right. you yeah you, you look at the person holistically and you see what can uh, help them so for a person who does not have uh, who does not have major depression for example um they most of the time they do not need medication what they really need is is counseling and you know that uh we have different forms of counseling counseling we have christian counseling so they might benefit from christian counseling for example but for a person who has major depression they need antidepressants and again for a person who has major depression and for example they need to do something they have a baby and uh, the baby needs to be breastfed but if I are depressed, which means I won't be able to uh, to breastfeed the baby. You know that antidepressants will take a lot of time for them to start working sometimes. So this person might not benefit from uh, from antidepressants. We will give them some. We will take them through something that we call ECT, which is just basically electroconvulsive therapy. So you just make electrical circuits pass through the brain, and this is very fast in that. Uh, immediately they are done probably just a few hours or a few days they'll be able to feel that they'll be able to 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 be okay so you look at the person you assess the situation and you see which one will be helpful for the individual so uh, i i really wanted to, to take you back a little bit more on spirituality because i think it's one of the areas that to my understanding there's some sort of misunderstanding or misconceptions where uh, the the connection comes between spirituality and depression i've seen a lot of people talk about depression on social media and how they've gone through it and the first things you see in the comments if not the very first is how someone will suggest you know you need to pray more okay and it's not to um underestimate the power of prayer or the boundless um, power and, and, and you know strength that lies in prayer and ultimately in God, but more so just for us to understand, like you've clearly said, yeah. that aside forming our spiritual 
connection aside affirming that spiritual um, connection working on it there's a lot more other things we could do but to complete our holistic being the spiritual component also comes in like you said if i owe somebody money i owe somebody money i could pray and i could be in good standing and good books with god but i owe somebody money and it's not going to go all right if no. i have the hormonal imbalance in my body it's not gonna go I, i i you know aside everything else i also need to attack that particular um cause i think that is super important for us to to take note so um aside this fact as you said the things that we can actually do and um to help protect ourselves you mentioned something about food when you talk yeah. about the effects of food and how happy it makes us feel um when it comes into to, to, to practical terms it doesn't mean i um say i have to take myself out once in a while have some good food that i enjoy uh, how do i make my you know uh, my preference for certain foods and the effects they have on me helpful in in protecting me against depression okay um um uh, it, it, it's important that you take yourself out once in a while uh I, i was telling i was telling people i was telling someone yesterday that the reason why we we get depressed sometimes is simply because we we take on responsibility we take on responsibilities that are not ours um something that's very common in in, in the african context is, is something called black tax i don't know if you've heard about that no 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 please explain so black taxes is, is is well when you get when you start working every one of your you owe every one of your family members something so you you Man, owe them money and is that not a reality <laughs> yeah so you you owe them money you need to send your your aunt some money you need to send your cousin some money you need to send your siblings some money your parents some money because you're working really so you owe them the same way we give they actually send you siblings to keep it's it's funny yeah that's that, that's that's true so it's um but but here's something something i learned how i how i've learned to deal with this yeah i i'm i'm separating who's my responsibility and who's not so if you're not my responsibility i think you don't need to stress me really you don't need to to stress me i should be able to take myself out and 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 one thing that that's really that that that's really been helpful because sometimes i get really stressed with work and then and, and some of that's that's um that that's very predominant in in our profession is that you are handling other people's problems but no one gets to to handle your own so you you have to listen to other people's problems but you don't have anyone to listen to your problems so that can stress right. you out and that's why you find that most of the people who are depressed are actually from from my my specialty because of of all of these things so one of the things i do is is that like i i if you know my responsibility yeah i will help when i can but i don't stress myself really because one thing god can that's true i think that's yeah. a better attitude yeah then i don't think god will hold me accountable for not helping someone who's not my responsibility not saying that i don't help i really really help because i think that in in giving there is a lot of joy so when i can i really do um then I, i get rid of, of that then the other thing is that i i take myself once in a while so the times when okay i get paid and this salary is, is like mine i i need to 
clothes when you buy if i need clothes really i'll buy the clothes that i need get yourself a uh, shoe then, a watch and, you know feel good <laughs> uh, not living above my means i so i do something that is within my means because right, that right. will make me feel good at the end of the day when i put on something that's really nice i'll be confident and it, it, it will help me i don't feel like i'm i'm working for other people and they, that's that's a major problem because most of the black children feel they're working for other people and that's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's depressing because you have families parents who are telling you to get loans for them so that they might start businesses and and at the end of the day you don't you don't do anything for yourself you for look yourself. as a you look like a person who's not working and if you find you find that most of the people are getting loans are unable to pay back loans and they get depressed and they end up committing they end up committing suicide so those are the things that you can do and for eating it's the same thing so take yourself once in a while so that will help improve your 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 your, your mood it will help reduce stress it will distress you at the end of the day but again the most important thing is that you should eat healthy food you get rid of junk food you eat more healthy food you eat you take things such as milk because milk contains vitamin d which is very important for 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 maintaining good good health you eat things such as carrots you 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 avoid things that are highly caffeinated because things that are highly caffeinated once the caffeine weighs out of the body you are more than likely to get depressed so you just eat healthy foods and by healthy foods you mean more natural foods try to eat more from home and try to eat the three meals that you need in a day it will definitely help improve your, your health so the same way that your body would 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 get sick if it's uh it's it's missing things for example if you're missing missing vitamin a you have problems you have night blindness if you're missing vitamin b1 you have you have uh, you have uh, what you call this condition you have pellagra so the same thing happens even for the body when you it's missing for the brain rather when it's missing some nutrients you're mostly going to see it in failing mental health and most of the time it will be depression interesting so uh, well, um before we continue can we just talk about the importance of the company we keep and the relation to mental health because i i i, I really i'm a strong believer that the company that you keep has so much to do with the way you look at yourself and the way you look at life and we underestimate that a lot of us really maintain ties with people that don't you know um yeah keep you on a positive path you know just what is your take on the company somebody keeps and their mental health okay i i i told people that um birds of the same feathers flock together because they can they only do. achieve a certain altitude <laughs> yeah so <laughs> if your wings can only afford you a certain altitude you can't you can't fly with an ego really because an ego really flies really high and right. it's the same thing that's that's why even the bible says in the book of proverbs 13 verse 20 that uh, walk with the wise and become wise mm-hmm. but the companion of fools suffer harm so it's the same thing with mental health if you if you hang around with people who are negative all of the time then you're going to be negative as well 
right. so these are people who tell you things like why should you apply for this job because i've tried to apply for this job and i failed my uncle tried to apply for this job and they failed as well why do you think you you get this job and and those are negative emotions and those, those negative vibes will lead to hopelessness and helplessness and you'll be guilty for the rest of your life so it's uh, it, it's funny and, and 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 i saw this in my clinical practice as well uh so there's a word where we keep mental patients funny thing is that we we have people who have learning disabilities huh okay you right. know what learning disabilities yeah uh, so you uh mild they can they can integrate in society moderate they can as well but when it's it's severe for example they're not able to function so they'll be unable to go to the toilet and and all of that they need to be fed and all of that funny thing is that when i went to to the wards i actually found that people who are mentally who had mental what we used to call mental retardation then which is called learning disability is that you find them in groups like you find them seated together Okay. Then people who are schizophrenic will also be in groups, and people who have mood disorders will also be in groups. And the same thing with uh, with people who you find probably in, in 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 things such as such as rehabs or things such as uh, uh, wards where you keep people who have um, mental illnesses as a result of drug uh, misuse. So you 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 find that those who probably smoke weed will be in down group. Those who do alcohol will be in down on group. And the same thing. So. It's the same thing even with with uh, with with uh, because sometimes uh, this hopelessness and helplessness that we have sometimes it does not have a biological origin. It is learned according to books. So you mm-hmm. learn mm-hmm. how to be hopeless and helpless, and you learn it from friends, the society, the 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 social uh, the the social circle that you have. You learn to be hopeless and helpless, and learn to be guilty because of the people that you uh, you keep so it's it's very important that we watch the people that we, we were found with i i i really i concur with that so much 100% because you know i've noticed it there are some people that after you have a conversation with them over a phone call or if it's a, it's actually a physical like in person visit and you talk to them you feel so pumped for life you know <laughs> yeah. you want to want to try stuff you want to you really want to go and do all the things that you've been hesitating on doing. You feel like you need to just, um, you know, move. Like you're, you're just not doing anything about your life. No, do something and keep, they, they're just motivating. And you have people that are directly the opposite of that. Once That's you're true. done and the core is done, you actually have to go, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you yeah. are done for. You have been discouraged from everything you ever thought was an idea you could venture in they've talked you out of it you know what i mean and sometimes some of us tend to keep this relationships because sadly yeah. sometimes it's a person you're dating and sadly sometimes it's a person in the family you're living together with them or you you're frequently in their space so i really think we need to be very intentional you know as as human beings and as people to to watch whom we're giving so much ear to you know because That's at the end of the day it really affects how we come out in life i i, I had a story once um this this pastor was just talking about the importance of that so it says there's, there's one lady who 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 put up this um this voice note on her phone so right. uh, it said I'm, I'm sorry unable to reach me and i'm making some changes in my life and if i okay. do not call you then you're one of those changes 
So it's uh, it, it's important once in a while. I, I do it. It's, it's it's very important for my mental health. I don't know if it can help you. Just go through your phone book and and delete some numbers if you can. <laughs> yeah, just, just 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 delete them. There's there's no problem. Your mental health really 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 matters. Uh, if if you have an ex and it uh, it bothers you every time they post photos about themselves or bothers you every time they post and they post photos them and, and, follow them. and, and on WhatsApp you you simply mute them or delete their line so that you don't right. see anything because right. it, it's it, it's very important sometimes to to heal you need to distance yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. I I don't know if you know the, the the singer, the passenger. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, he, he sings a song. Says, uh, looking at pictures of on Facebook of your ex boyfriend or ex girlfriend, never helped anyone. And it truly never helped anybody. <laughs> doesn't so society is, is really really important that's why it, it's important sometimes that you, you just go for some of these seminars that are that that are there motivational seminars such you you just uh, you just uh, you just help yourself and because mostly those those are self-help seminars they they pump you up really and mm-hmm. uh to be honest uh they, they, they really i know that some people say they're not helpful but they've, they've really helped me in, in in a lot of ways and it could be friends but also things that you watch uh right. <laughs> yeah if you if you're always uh watching things related to murder and how to get away with murder they might be interesting but you might end up becoming a culprit so if you are negativity yeah if you are always because because we we've seen i i heard a story once i i think you heard it too um at the time that we're in school i I don't know if you heard it the story is about uh about um about this this young boy who was watching a movie called half past dead and in the movie he saw a criminal stab someone then after stabbing the person uh they, they end up the, he he ended up uh, adding himself under a car so this guy this this little boy does the same thing because it looks very pleasing so he gets a knife then stabs the elder sister then Ooh, runs wow. away and hide under a car and so the mother goes to the what goes to the kitchen to check on this child who's screaming and finds the the little girl um actually lying in a pool of blood so she rushes goes to the car and puts the girl trying to rush her to the hospital but not knowing that the son is under the car and actually she runs over him mm. and so she loses and the problem there is because of uh, because of what the 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 that the, the boy had watched and and this is something that we 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 have in psychology as well it's called behaviorism i'm sure you've heard the story of albert bandura and and, and the door so he puts this door in a room and there is uh, there is a model so the model uh if the model actually is aggressive to the door and they put the little 
kid who was watching the model the kid would basically just do what the what the model was doing so if the model was was very caring to the door the kid would be caring to the door if the model was was uh was aggressive to the door the kid will end up being aggressive and actually do worse than what the model did so it's the same thing and that's 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 actually an aspect a very big aspect of 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 mental health behaviorism so we we learn and imitate behavior what you see is eventually what you become and what you do i think that's very super important and we have to be very like you say very intentional about putting yourself in circles where positive things are spoken motivation is given and shared so that you can move forward with your life because if you just let any and everything come and flood your inbox and because there's so much negativity going on because i think even just regular news these days you have thousands yeah. of people dying from covid then there's war now going on and there's so many things going on that are so negative like that is enough you don't need to be getting unnecessary negative you know um informations and and and, and stuff and even with the regular information i think we also have to just be very we have to be very selective you don't need to over inform yourself or overwhelm yourself with so much information about covid or is it about the war and, and all this stuff that your whole life is just drained down i think we have to be you know watch how much negativity we're letting in somebody once said a, a ship does not sink because of the water surrounding it but rather because yeah. of the water that seeps in onto the ship you know so yeah. it's about what you yeah. let in eventually that either drowns you or keeps you afloat so um coming back to our topic um what things would you suggest to somebody who is accompanying someone going through depression if a sibling or a friend of mine is going through depression what are some of the things that i can do to to help them or to be there for them the best way possible for how they feel and how they'll act uh very very important this is the first lesson that i learned because you have clans sometimes who insult you and and then do funny things to you but you know retaliate in, in any way because you understand that the person you know responsible for how they act and how what they say to you because if they were really they would, they would do better so that's one thing that you need to, to do I, i i saw a post uh a few a few days ago on facebook that said that depressed people are really really hard to to help and um yeah this i i think the the what 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 the author was trying to to arrive at was 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 mentioning that we're not responsible for people who commit suicide because we really try to help them but they're hard to help and that's the truth really because it's It, it, it's as good as saying a person who has hypertension is hard to help because every time that people will be high yeah so it's a, they, they cannot help it the hopelessness the helplessness and the guilt is is embedded in them they cannot help them they cannot help themselves it, it's part of the symptoms it's pathological they do not choose to be hopeless and helpless so it, it's really hard so number one is that you you try to understand them they are responsible for their behavior they are responsible for what they 
that say they're responsible for for how they act and how they feel then secondly they need to know that you are there supporting them uh when you go to psychiatric hospitals you find that visitation hours are between 8 to 16 and you can actually go even after 16 because we understand how social interaction actually help uh people to to actually just snap out of that depression or to to, to really heal from that depression so they need to know that you are there and you you understand what they're going through in your willing to help then like we mentioned this is not something that cannot be that can be remedied by simply reading bible verses to them or giving them a motivational book or a motivational lecture they need medication most of the time and if not medication they need aggressive counseling so you make sure that you suggest going for counseling you make sure that you suggest for going for counseling and you 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 because they need help as well they know that they need help so they'll not refuse going for counseling but it might be a bit hard so you make sure that you 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 make them understand that they need counseling and you you convince them that they go for counseling and when they're going for counseling do not let them go alone because sometimes they might have a change of mind so you make sure that you find time and you help them to go for this counseling and you just you just you just become supportive to them and understand to say they're not responsible for whatever they're going through they're actually sick people yeah and should be treated as such i think that's very important for us to to really understand i like the fact that you actually brought it out the way you say i've never heard it this way depressed depressed people are actually very hard to help that is very very true they're very yeah. difficult <laughs> to help but it's also true for almost every other illness or disease yeah. right yeah when someone is sick they're sick the funny part about depression though it is really it, it breaks someone's willpower to move forward to do more to change their lifestyle at the same yeah. time you want people's interaction but at the same time you don't want them around you you know what no. so it's actually very difficult for someone that's accompanying them and i think it's very important like you said for them to understand that it's not them you know they would do better if they were actually in the right um state of mind but because their sickness is affecting the way they think they are behaving the way they are behaving and therefore just ought to be patient through their healing um process i think that's very important for us to know thank you very much yeah. so you did mention the treatment modalities earlier you talked about aggressive therapy um counseling as well as um actual pharmacological treatment the actual drugs is there anything yeah. else around the treatment options that are there for depression yeah we we have electroconvulsive therapy um very very subtle to understand it 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 was um it was developed when they realized that people who have seizures actually do not have depression so uh, the the in simple terms what they're simply trying to do is just uh initiate electrical impulses in the brain like artificial okay. electrical impulse in the brain yeah just to help uh the brain open some uh it 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 increases the receptors of dopamine and serotonin in the brain so that's what it it, it basically basically does so you have you have um, you have you have counseling you have pharmacological treatment then you have ECT then there's also there's also occupational therapy because the reason why someone is is depressed might be because they don't have a job so when you go to places like chinama 
you have a department called occupational therapy. This is where uh, mental health patients are, uh, are taught skills that can sustain them in the community. So there are those treatment options and depending on the problem. So if a person is depressed because of a job, they, they don't have a job, so you teach them a skill and, and so on and so forth. Awesome. So finally, yeah. as we come to an end or to the end of this episode, I wanted to I wanted to actually ask this: Do people that are depressed completely heal? Can someone that's been depressed completely heal? Surely they do. Medication really, really helps. So uh, it depends if it's chronic depression. You might need to be on medication. It's not like you be on medication for long, uh, for a long, long period of time. So you you have drug drug holidays, for example. You're not taking medication for a few months, and when you see that the symptoms are slowly coming in, then you are initiated on treatment as well. Then there is uh, there's, there's there's transient depression sometimes. So this depression is just there for a moment, and with treatment, they can after six months they can be taken off treatment and don't have any depressive episodes. They'll be okay. But even for a person who has chronic depression, if on medication, they're following some of the things that we've laid out, they'll be able to live uh, fulfilled lives. You won't even notice that they they they, they have depression. And uh, um, yeah, it's it, it's 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 really that they 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 completely they com- they com- some completely heal, some need medication. So you you just mentioned about the types of dep- depression. You said there's transient depression and there is chronic depression. Is there any other type of depression that is there? There are a lot of mood disorders. So there you have one bipolar mood disorder one. So bipolar mood disorder one. The major problem there is mania. So mania is just uh, the opposite of depression. So instead of having uh, retarded activity, this person will be overactive. Instead of having uh, um like problems with with speech like talking very slowly this person will be talking very very fast uh and it, it's just the opposite so instead of because when you have depression you have low libido your sexual performance goes really low but for a person who has a manic episode it will be very very high and they'll be destructive uh, so they need to be admitted most of the times or they need to be sedated most of the times because they might end up injuring other people they'll be delusional they might end up killing other people and then so on then you then but you is, they is, can is be this a type of depression as well it's a mood disorder i'm just laying i'm just laying the mood disorders then you okay, have okay, okay. Uh, you, you have bi- you have bipolar mood disorder too which is mainly depression major depression with an episode of hypomania then you have major depression or unipolar depression. So this is just one-sided depression, what we're talking about. Just one-sided okay. depression, nothing uh, on the opposite. Then you have seasonal depression okay. or seasonal affective disorder. So this only comes in season. So probably you, it, it usually comes in, 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 in winter. So when it's winter, for example, when it's June in, in, in Zambia, so you start having depressive episodes. Then when we go to summer, It'd be completely fine. Then there's what you call dysthymia. Dysthymia is mild depression, which occurs for a period of two years. Okay. You understand? You remember that for depression, major depression, we say the symptoms need to be there for two two weeks, huh? Fourteen two days. Dysthymia. Mm-hmm. The person say, "I have been feeling low for a period of two years." 
but it's it's not severe so they are able to function with very little difficult they're able to function but you can tell that there's something wrong with the person then there's what you call postpartum blues so postpartum blues are feelings of depression after a woman has given birth but they do not last that they, they haven't been present for 14 days then when okay. those progress to 14 days the diagnosis changes and it becomes postpartum depression so again it goes back to the causes of depression because birth can be traumatic you have all of those uh, forms of depression and really uh, mental health is growing so I'm, I'm sure uh, do not be surprised when you hear of other forms of depression <laughs> well Mr. Lumandad Thank you so very much for taking this time to really explain to us in palatable form so much and so many things around and what is actual depression and all this stuff. I've been educated, except to say I've very much been educated on this topic and I hope everybody else listening out there equally has been educated. Thank you so very much once more for coming on this platform we hope to have you again for other um, topics um, I'm grateful for having you here no thank you I'm also grateful for uh, for the invitation I will we'll have another discussion like this um, soon awesome so to the listeners thank you very much for tuning in and for um, coming onto this pl- platform to listen to this episode check all the episodes in the past that we've done around these topics to give you a background understanding of so many other topics and also look out for the next episode until next time it's goodbye and god bless